My peoples, my peoples, my peoples, my peoples. Welcome to Right Away Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Martin. Thank you for hanging out with me. I really appreciate you for doing that. You got There's a lot of things to do. There's 7,000 channels on the television. There's music. There's all kinds of things you could be doing, but you're setting aside a little time to listen to what I have to say or what I want to share, and I appreciate you for that. I really do. Thank you so much. Um, wherever you are on this planet, around the world, wherever you are, I appreciate you um, listening in. I was um, thinking about books and how books have impacted me and become such an important facet of my life. I'm, I'm, not, I'm never without a book. And I, on, an older, on, on an older podcast, I had mentioned how, I, how that started. Um, I, didn't, I didn't grow up reading. I mean, I could read, of course, but I didn't grow up in a house where I saw a lot of reading. In fact, I never saw reading. Besides the Bible, when I'm not sure if my parents even read the Bible all the way through. Not knocking them, but I'm just saying, I don't think they ever finished it. They read what the preacher told them to read, and that was basically it. But other than that, I didn't grow up seeing people read um, around me, the adults around me read. None of them. So uh, when I finally stumbled onto reading, and the way I stumbled onto reading was I was in an um, open-door mission. And I've said this on, so those of you who have heard this before, I apologize, but I was in an open-door mission, and an older gentleman told me I was too smart to be there. Why? after I told him my situation was up in Rochester, New York, and um, and I had never, nobody had ever told me I was smart, first of all. And secondly, I was wondering how this old man knew anything about me, you know, how, to make that that claim, that bold claim. Never found out his name. He never asked me for my name. He just said, too smart to be here. And he gave me some advice that has gone on in my life since then. And that was like 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, but um, he said, you know, the library is open from 12 to 9. And it's warm. And this is in, like in the middle of winter. And it's freezing outside. And my California blood definitely can't isn't adapting to this, this upstate New York weather. So anyway, he says it's warm. And so you can get warm there. And while you're in there, pick out a couple of books and see what other people did with their lives and do something with yours. And I'm not sure why that light went on. I'm really not. I'm not sure why that light, why he said it in a way that cut on a light for me. But when he said that, something just sparked in me. I don't know what. Maybe it was just waiting for the right moment, I guess. That's all I can say. But when he said it, the way he said it, and he didn't say it with a lot of um, emotion, but it was so powerful to me. He didn't say it like he was, I'm, like he was really concerned about me. He didn't say it in that way, that fatherly way. He didn't say it like well, a grandfatherly way because he's probably old enough to be my grandfather at that time. But he just said it as a very matter-of-factly. See what other people have done with their lives and do something with yours. And I just stood there and he just walked away. Like he had never said anything. He just walked away, got on his bunk and, you know, went to sleep or whatever he did. And it just, and I was... I was sitting there on my bunk. Cause I was sitting down when he told me this, actually. And um, I just started thinking. I just kept going over that in my mind. 
First of all, this guy thinks I'm smart. What has he seen in me? I've only been here a couple days. I haven't really talked to too many people here. What has he seen in me to call me smart? First, first of all. And secondly, why was him calling me smart so impactful to me? I didn't know this guy. So, um, so I'm sitting there with those two questions. Why, why did he call me smart? And why him calling me smart has such an impact? But at that, at that moment, I felt something. I don't. I, to this day, I can't explain it, but I felt something. And so, I eventually, not eventually, I think the next day or, or something, I went to the library, but I didn't read right away. I was just in there because it was warm. I couldn't stay at the um, mission all day and just do nothing, so... I went to the um, library and I, and I sat there and, you know, I looked around, saw people reading and all of that stuff. But when I finally picked up a book, in fact, I remember the first book. I remember the first book I read all the way through. It was about, because at that time I wanted to sing. I really wanted, and I thought that I was going to sing. I put all my eggs in that basket. I wanted to sing. And one of my favorite singers was Stevie Wonder. Donny Hathaway had already passed by this time. He was one of my favorites, too. Um, Marvin Gaye was still around. But Stevie was in my top five of my favorite singers. So the first book I picked up was a biography about Stevie Wonder. It was the first book I I still remember that to this day. Because I I loved Stevie Wonder. And I felt like one of these days I'm going to sing and I'm going to meet him sing background singer, do something on stage with Stevie Wonder. I, I always felt, I felt that at that time. I really did. You know, it's like that naive <laughs> youth thinking, okay, it's going to happen just because I say it's going to happen. Well, not always. But anyway, and that was the first book I read. And, you know, it talked about Stevie Wonder's growing up and music and how he was discovered and all those kinds, of, you know, the basic, basic things. But it wasn't that that was such a great book. I love Stevie Wonder, but it wasn't that that book just floored me or it was so amazing that I it, I fell in love with reading but what it did do is it introduced me to another person's story and once it introduced me to another person's story especially a person who had a huge influence on me music wise I wanted to find out about other stories and so that's what I would start doing so after I read Stevie then I started reading about um, you know other people I had heard of. Um, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. I was in, really into sports at that time. OJ Simpson. I was reading a lot of sports stuff. And then after a while, you know, at first I was picking, it's interesting. This is going to sound odd, but this is just how it works. Uh, it worked for me at least. It's interesting. At first I was picking the books. At first I was picking the books. After a while though, as strange as this may sound, the books, I really believe the books start picking, start choosing me. I really do, because I start stumbling on historical figures that I hadn't heard of, and some about the cover or the 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 um, title of the book would grab me, and I would just grab the book and start reading it. That's how I was introduced to um, Che Guevara. I forgot the title of the book, but it was about him. It was about him in Cuba, and um, and his and everything he went through and how he'd been killed and all that. But when I opened it up, I didn't know who he was. I opened it up. It had a picture of this guy who was dead, who looked like, you know, our version of Jesus. You know, they had him on the slab. He was just there. These guys were standing around. I said, man, he looked like a modern day Jesus. 
That's before I had read a, a word in the book. Like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> and why do they call him Che? Uh, and that's how I was introduced to Che Guevara. And from there, it just, and it seemed like the books would pick me. And next thing I know, I'm not reading about sports anymore. I'm not reading about music anymore. I'm reading philosophy, history, um, culture, Geography. I'm. I'm just reading. Everything is just. But it's. It's not me picking it. I'm just walking through an aisle, and it seems like a book would just stand out for me. And that's what I would do. I would just go and grab that book and start reading. And it. It. It, it developed into this. This love. That's the only word I can use to describe it. It developed into this love. And I remember not knowing how to check out a book in the library. And I went to the librarian, older white lady, and I said, I don't know how to, this is card catalog, y'all, so some of you guys and ladies won't even know what a card catalog is. But anyway, it used to be a card catalog, you take the card and sign out and all of that stuff. I didn't know how to do that. And I remember the look that she gave me. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, um, like she wasn't looking down at me, but she gave me this pity, pitiful kind of look like, wow, where did you go to school? That, that was the kind of look I got. <laughs> and so she, when she showed me how to do it, once I was comfortable with doing it, that, that look that she gave me stayed with me. And I told myself in that moment, in that moment that I got that look or felt that, that way that she looked at me, I said, you know what? I don't want to leave this earth stupid. I don't want to leave this earth ignorant. I really don't. It's a terrible, because I found over the years that if you act unintelligent, the world treats you as if you're unintelligent. And you may be intelligent, but if you act unintelligent, the world treats you as if you're unintelligent. And I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to leave this world ignorant. To the best of my ability, I'm not going to leave this planet ignorant. I'm not going to leave this world stupid. I'm going to do whatever I have to do, whether it's in a classroom, but it wasn't going to be the classroom because I never really liked the classroom. I always, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't like sitting there. The whole structure of it, I just didn't like. But picking up a book and reading all day, or picking up a few books and reading three or four books at the same time, that did it for me. But I, I, at that time, I told myself that I, that I was not going to leave this planet ignorant, unintelligent, stupid. I wasn't going to leave this planet that way. And it became this love affair that has been with me all of this time. I'm never without a book. It's like Linus and his blanket. I feel like I have to have a book because there's always a chance there might be some downtime. And if there's some downtime, I don't want to make it clown time. So I like to have a book with me so I can read. So, But I'm, I'm wondering what it is about books that grabs us and keeps us going back to them. Because when I talk to people who don't read a lot, I'm amazed that they can, you know, can say, I oh, don't know, I'm not interested in... Because books, for me, they opened up a whole new world. It took me a long time to start traveling. It really did. When my children were small, that was the goal. I wanted to travel with them. And the only opportunity I was going to have, because I didn't make enough money, there definitely wasn't enough money to even think about entertain that thought but I wanted to I was going to actually go into missionary work but not because I was a missionary believer but because missionary would allow you to go somewhere 
and lived there for a couple, of, and that was my goal. And um, I remember the lady I talked to, like, I don't know how long old my kids were. Um, they, they weren't 10 yet, so maybe they were eight and four or seven and three or something like that. But anyway, when I talked to the lady about um, doing the mission or helping out, I don't, I don't know what it's called. I forget what it's called now. But anyway, I think it was mission. It wasn't based on religion, but it was based, I forget what it's called. But anyway, you could go help out a community, you get a little stipend and you stay there for a couple of years and help them build a city or, I mean, build a, a school or build a church or build whatever. Well, that's what I was going to do. But I was doing it because I wanted my children to experience life outside of the United States and possibly learn another language. Well, the lady said, well, families don't usually do this. So I let her talk me out of it. I should have done it. I really wanted to do it. But that was my only opportunity at that time to travel. So it took me a while to start traveling. But the beautiful thing about books is I could go places without going places. And that's what, so I started reading about all the places I wanted to go. I love philosophy, especially Eastern philosophy, Confucius and all them cats. I, I loved it. So I read a lot about China. So China was someplace I wanted to go. But before I could afford to go to China, I just read about it. So I went there mentally and I went there spiritually before I could go there physically. It was a beautiful thing. So books allowed me to do things that I could not do physically, but they, they allowed me to do it um, mentally and emotionally. You know, I felt like I, I knew these places. You know, I went to Greece. But before I went to Greece, I read about Greece. And then I had read, you know, some Socrates and Plato and all them cats. So um, I felt like I knew it, even though it was a totally different place than what I had read about. It still was the place. And I felt like I knew it in some way. You know, so that's what books did for me. And they had this magic appeal for me. They had this magic, magic way of helping me look at life a little bit differently. When you're struggling, um, when you're struggling, you need, at least for me, you need some, I needed some kind of outlet. I exercised a lot, so that was an outlet. But I needed something more than that, something more than physical. And books were a way for me to, to see something other than what I was going through at the time. Whatever books. And like I said, I had gotten away from the sports thing. I had gotten away from the music. And I was, li- I was, I was meeting all these beautiful people, all these profound thinkers through books. People who had been dead years, but I was meeting them. And then I was introduced to my favorite writer, James Baldwin. And it just took me to a whole nother level. I, I, I enjoyed writing, but when I was introduced to James Baldwin, um, I knew I had to write. I knew I had to write. I, I really, I knew that writing was in my blood and I was going to do it. I was going to do it. He was the one that really got me writing. Well, I was writing already, but to take writing serious, it was James Baldwin. But the book, the person who made reading really um, a staple in my life, and I knew as soon as I read about this cat, I was going to be reading forever, was Malcolm X. For me, it was Malcolm X. Because when I read um, his autobiography, the autobiography of Malcolm X, just what he said about how books transformed him 
and how learning, you know, sitting in a, in a cell and just reading everything and reading the dictionary, you know, and, and, and memorizing these words, what these words meant and the transformation that took place in his life. It just moved me so much. It really did. And then I just, from him, I just read everybody, especially people who were, um, then I read Upton Sinclair and I read Bertrand Russell and I, you know, just everybody, Shakespeare. Uh, of course, I read about Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. Just all of these stories, and they and they all added something to my life. It was like I had this big pot, and I was making whatever I was making, and it took all these ingredients. And to this day, I'm still working on this big pot. And it takes all of these ingredients, all of these different stories, all of these different interpretations, all of these different experiences. To make up whatever I'm making, <laughs> and I'm still I'm still adding to this big pot because all of these people are influencing or or impacting me in some kind of way, in their own way. You know, when I read about Harriet and being a woman who couldn't read or write, um, and having people and having a, a a price on her head, and still having the courage to go and get people from slavery, um, and I used to live where. Some of the places that she went through, through Rochester, I used to live up there. And I'm wondering how this woman did this. And this weather is no joke. This snow is no joke in the wintertime. And this little woman is doing this. You know, stories like that just, they not only impacted me, but they inspired me. What did I have to complain about? What did I really have to complain about? My 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 um my refrigerator is, is empty? Okay. Okay, but I have a refrigerator. I have a home or an apartment at the time. Um, so what do I have to complain about? So a lot of these stories would really make me reflect on my own life and maybe not complain so much or, or, or see, a, see a better way of dealing with it. See a better way of dealing. So all of these ingredients, all of these different writers began to really inspire me and and books became, or are, they're they're my they're my high. They really are. They 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 get me through places when nothing else can get me through places. Books, just reading something, and they don't have to be um they don't have to be real um inspirational books, or for that purpose. It's just a story because we all have stories, and sometimes a story will move you so much. And impact your story so much that it moves you to the next to the next step in your own life. And that's what I found with books. Books just have that that um, that magic, that magic, that that place where they take you. Where if you can't be there physically, you go there mentally and you go there spiritually. It's a beautiful thing. It's one of the hardest things. Like I, um, I just keep buying them. <laughs> I keep I, I know everything is online and I know uh, you can get the audio books, but it's something about the physical books that I like. You know, I'm old school, but something about, about the physical books I still like. I like turning the pages. You know, I, I like turning the pages. Um, I don't I don't not having books read to me, audio books and that kind of thing, but um, I'd rather do it myself. I'd rather do it myself. I'd rather take the time and do it myself. It may be um, a little more tedious and it may take a little bit longer, but I'd rather have that experience myself. And that's the magic of books. And I would not be, I can, I can 
truthfully say I would not be half the man I am had I not picked up those books early and fell in love with learning. Because once you fall in love with learning, it teaches you how to fall in love with life. It really does. You get inspired and you say, you know, regardless of how hard this is or how difficult these times that I'm going through are, it, it, it gives you a different appreciation of life. It really does. It really does. I, um, I got into a lot. I've read a lot of Noam Chomsky. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Look him up. He's a good guy. Good guy. But I had this desire to meet him. And I said this on the podcast, uh, earlier podcast. I got a chance to finally meet him. It took a while. I got a chance to meet him. And I wrote a book of poetry based on our conversation. And um, and it was really beautiful. It was beautiful to see one of my living, uh, somebody I, I admired who was still living. It was good to see that we had a chance to actually sit down as men and just talk about life, about what's going on in the world. It was beautiful. But books brought me to that. I would have never had that experience had it not been for books and being inspired and being inspired by by books that told me, hey, you can do this, too. You know, set a plan, grab a goal and go for it. Don't just talk about it. Go for it. And I got all that from books. You know, I got all that from books. And um, that I will always have a huge debt to books, to all of these beautiful writers who have come down through the ages who would not meet me. There's no way they could meet me, but I can be I can still be touched by their words. I can still be moved by what moved them. I can still see what they saw just reading their words, paying attention to what they say and and looking looking at the world through their eyes for a little while. It's a beautiful feeling. Books are amazing. I'm not sure uh if most writers sell many books, I haven't sold many books, but I'm going to write. I'm going to always write. You know, somebody told me one time that you're not writing for you. You're writing for that person that you won't meet, that you'll never meet. That's who you're writing for. That person that needs to hear what you have to say in this in a way that only you can say it. That's the beautiful thing about creating something that only you, all of these million people who have come before us. And all the millions and millions that will come after us. But only you can create what you create. It's like your fingerprint. You know, nobody's going to have that fingerprint. Same thing with creation. Nobody's going to create that quite like you. You know, whether you're a writer or, art or a, you know, um, whatever it is that you do. Whatever your passion is. But for me, um, before my writing could really graduate to what I consider serious writing... I had to become a serious reader. And once I became a serious reader, um, a reader who wanted to not only know more, but have what he knows impact his life, play a part in his life, um, my writing became better. I'm still learning it because you, you don't perfect writing. I don't believe you. I don't think you perfect writing. You just work on it and you work on it and you get better. Oh, I heard, um, who was it? Les Brown said, um, practice doesn't make perfect because there's no, no such thing as perfection. Practice makes better. <laughs> so true. It doesn't make perfect. It makes better. And so 
um, reading pushed me to practice my writing, to write more and more, to write like James Baldwin, to write like George Jackson, to write like Maya Angelou. Well, not not write like them, but to write with the same, uh, with that same kind of passion, that same kind of um, love, like that. I can't write like them. I can only write like Jeffrey. But I can be influenced, I can be impacted by the strength of their conversation. So, and that's what I wanted to do. And I pull from all of these different people in different ways. They all have something to teach me through these books. And when I hear like young people saying they don't like to read, or anybody doesn't like to read, I'm like, wow, what a, you are, um, I don't know, you are turning your back on such a wonderful, wonderful experience. I went so many, and I still do. I go so many places. I go so many places through books. I really do. I go so many places through books, and um, and I just feel I feel blessed, just having the opportunity to go all of these places, you know. And when it's not a place, then maybe I'm reading about vegetables, herbs, and fruit, or or the human heart, or the mind, the brain. Uh, you know, there's just so many, so many things you can read about, or the untold story of the ancient Mayans. It's just so many things to to, to learn. And that gives life, to me, it just gives life an excitement. Regardless of how bad things get, reading can bring you down, bring you around to something else. It can, it can give you, I don't know, motivation for tomorrow. You know, because things can be hard. Things can be difficult. But reading, is kind of it kind of pulls you away from what you're going through and puts you in somebody else's circumstance. And I think that's good. It makes you sometimes come back to your own your own circumstance and appreciate it a little bit more. So I just wanted to share that on the podcast, what reading has done for me and continues to do for me. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll pick up a book or go back to one of your favorite books and let it move you. Because that's what it's about. Reading is about moving us. Not only mentally, but spiritually. Until next time, this is Jeffrey Martin. You've been listening to Right Away Podcast. Peace.